Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Uh, happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. If you want to tailgate, there's only one place to go, and that's Brewers Outlet. Get yourself ready for the weekend. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water. Soft drinks, lots and lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed. Say it all together now. Second to none. It is all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Nate Bauer of Blue White Illustrated in a moment. First, our play-by-play call of the day. Tony LaRussa guides the White Sox to the division title. Here's a 1-2. Swing and a miss. Sox win the division. They are the American League Central champions. A few hugs, but it's pretty low-key right now on the field. And a lot of handshakes and hugs in the dugout this does not surprise me Lynn I guarantee this is a club that came together and said this is unfinished business the feeling has had to have been we're gonna win the division but we're not stopping there and I'm not gonna say that that came right from the leader Tony La Russa, but I have a feeling that he had something to say leading his club to believe we got a lot more baseball to play and a lot more great things to accomplish. Yep, and that's uh, where they are. They're in the playoffs. I mean, it's not unexpected because they've just dominated the division all spring and summer now here into the fall, but the White Sox become the first team to clinch a division title. Imagine the Giants. They won a billion games. They still haven't clinched. I mean, they've clinched the playoff spot, but not the division. All right. Time now to turn our attention to Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Nate, great to have you with us. First of all, how you doing? Oh my goodness, I'm great. It's beautiful. Yeah, football is happening. It's like normal. It's a, fish- I'm in a much better place, Steve. Fish- I don't know about you. It's officially but- autumn too. Yes, every you know what everybody's in a much better place. It's just it's just it's just nice. You know, we're doing it. It's back. I appreciate it more than I did. Really? Oh, for sure. Sir, no, for seriously. Sure. I mean, um, nah, I've told people that's not, for me, that's not true because I always appreciated it. Uh, I don't know if I would say that I stopped appreciating it, but I resented it last year. Oh, well, I no, Just, I'm not talking about last year. Last year was bad. I'm, 
Yeah, no, I mean, and that's 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 where I'm coming from. Is last year was such a it it was so hollow. It felt so mercenary, right? Like just do it, just right. Like the show must go on, and so the job very much felt like that. Yeah. Whereas you know you do this for a long time, you've been doing this for forever. So I mean, the fact that you come at it with the the appreciation and the the intensity that you've always had and the the enjoyment of it that you've always had is a testament to that. But for me, it was like, yeah. this stinks. Let's let's do let's play golf. Yeah. You know? And but now it's like, oh, this is there. It's captivating again. It's it's all of the the things that are good uh, that that maybe get caught up in. You know, uh, year five turns into year seventeen, right? Like yeah. it's just that's that's just the nature of the beast. Is they all the years kind of start to blend together? But right. uh, this year is not one of those years. It is it is a full appreciation from uh, from Nate Bauer this year. Let me ask about this this end of it. Uh, Ball State was the largest opening day crowd for Penn State since two thousand eight when they played Coastal yep. Carolina. Yep. Last week was a sellout, which everybody knew was going to happen anyway. They got within what forty-two of ten, one hundred and ten thousand. Yep. This week there are only there are fewer than fifteen hundred tickets remaining for this. What what, yep. what what are we seeing here? Is this the we missed it that much? We're enamored with this team. Uh, I've been aching to get back, or is it all of that? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that it's definitely a little bit of everything, right? Like, I mean, look, I don't know what the casual fans' perspective, or maybe that's the wrong way to put it, right? Like, what? How does the hardcore fan view this weekend? Probably as a walkover, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just a game that you play because you have to play it, and they wish that. Uh, Penn State had scheduled Syracuse for the spot or whatever, right? But like a big, a bigger name. But I think more to the casual fan, it's, hey, there's football. The, the thing that we used to do all the time is back. And for the weekend, what a great opportunity to get back to Beaver Stadium, to tailgate on a nice, uh, Saturday in, in September at Beaver Stadium. And then, on top of that, watch a team that is showing signs of being uh, not just good, but potentially very good. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like the early stages of that at this point. When you watch the game on Saturday night, I think if you're if you're just a fan of like I'm going to watch a college football game, you had to love watching that game because okay. I thought both teams. Like in other words, the team that won the game just won the game. The other team didn't yep. lose the game. Yep. Yep. No, I, I. It's funny that you brought that up because I, I, I was. Um, I have been kind of saying this week that this, like, when I'm evaluating this Penn State team right now, uh, at the, there's such a limited sample size and data size to choose from sure. when you're this early in the season, and so. You know, you, you, you frame and contextualize Wisconsin as being good because that's what the preseason ranking says. 
and because that's what historically Wisconsin has been. But nobody knows, right? Like, like yeah, no, that sure. wasn't that wasn't a great Wisconsin team last year, and so you're carrying over some pieces. But yeah, the expectations don't necessarily match what is necessarily going to be the case. But the thing that I took away from that Wisconsin game was, oh, I just watched a game with high-level football. Like, that was a good football game. Yes, it Two was. really good defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the defenses are ahead of the offenses, but that was good football. Hey, guess what? Saturday night, Auburn, like, that's no-joke Auburn team. There, yeah. there are some dudes on that Auburn team yeah. uh, with with good coaching. Like, that. that is a legit team that just came in uh, you know to Penn State and Penn State beat and so I think I think like of anything that has been my primary takeaway from this early part of the season for Penn State is they not only did they win those games against programs that matter and that are relevant but those programs that matter and relevant put good teams on the field obviously Sean Clifford is always as the quarterback is going to be the focal point pro or con about what's going on. Yep. As you've not only watched Sean, but then when you have listened to him, yep. what have you thought? Yep. No, I think I think here is a guy who, he, I mean, definitely has grown up, right? Like, And he's always had a mature approach, I think. He's always been dedicated and so invested like nobody has ever doubted his preparation he is like it's it is the thing that people say first about him however he's just he's just more clear-eyed he's less head in the clouds this year um and and that's not a knock on him right like that's one of the that's one of the most endearing things about him is how optimistic he is and the way that he approaches the game and the way that he plays it is always you know that you're going to get everything that he's got but in the past that everything that he's got at times included taking risks that were not to the benefit of the team mm-hmm. because that was just that was just the style of quarterback that he was he wanted to be aggressive and he wanted to be right he, he just that Brett Favre right like he just wanted to be that and this year you see not necessarily the opposite of that but you just see him playing within himself and 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 that has manifested itself not only in his statistics but after the games when he's talking about his approach it's very much hey this is this is just the beginning of what we can do right like getting the ball to guys who he is he he stressed it on Saturday night his confidence doesn't come from his own preparation it comes from where he sees the preparation in everyone else mm-hmm. on this team and that's and that's a huge distinction that's a huge differentiator for for him to say that like he he is he is exuding that confidence but it's not about him it's hey, he can go out and be the player and the person that he is, not have to exceed that or play outside of that bubble, right, or of what he's capable of doing and doing well, and the other guys are going to take care of what they need to take care of. And that's that's powerful. That's a, yeah. That gives you 
um, that gives you a potential that, I, you know, I just think contrasting it to last year, like that, that was the difference. If people, if their expertise is doing things by numbers, they're really, really good at it. Uh, and that's the best way for them to go about evaluating a team. I got that. Uh, but something that they usually struggle with is the ability to look at somebody and say, you know, they got a real feel for this thing. I mean, that's yep. that's an intangible. So let's look at Mike Yurcich. Mm-hmm. When you walk through three games, now you've had a chance to watch him through three games, what kind of feel does he have for the game? Yeah, he he does not try to fit the proverbial square peg in the round hole. He he adapts. He, right there, there's always these guys always come into a game with a plan, always. But inevitably, that plan shifts. No defense gives you exactly what you're expecting. And the thing that Mike Yersich does well as he's demonstrated through three games, is he can take whatever that mix-up is, whatever the different look is that he's getting, and adjust to it. And then on top of it, make the right calls at the right time. Like the, the, these very precise things. I, I was talking earlier this week about the tight end production mm-hmm. on Saturday and the fact that Right, like everybody's not everybody, but we're all kind of talking about like, oh, where where are the chunk plays? Right, where are these fifty yard bombs? That was kind of the expectation was they're gonna go deep all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That wasn't what Auburn was giving Penn State, but the two the two biggest passing plays that Penn State had on Saturday were to the tight ends, and not only that, and very importantly. They were not contested catches. Right. Those guys were running completely free in the middle of the field, and Mike Yurcich understood that. Yeah. He, right. Like he he under he knows where the vulnerability is going to be in a defense, and uh, I, I think so far this season has exploited those things uh, very well. I asked Donnie Collins this. I'm going to ask you this question. Um, same question. It's about Jahan Dotson. Mm-hmm. Here, obviously, everybody has tremendous appreciation for him. I think in the state, everybody yep. has tremendous appreciation for him. Is he getting enough recognition nationally? Nope. Nope, he's not. And and it might be – I mean, I'm trying to remember what how Allen Robinson was perceived. And, I, you know, I don't want to make, like, comparisons to that type of lofty sure. level. Right. Yeah. But what I would say is, I mean, and this is even coming in, in internally, uh, I did not appreciate how everything in the zip code he's coming down with. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Like, he is, yes, uh, we all had questions after, and he knows this, and he's acknowledged it. The, the Minnesota right getting caught. Um, yeah. There, there were some speed questions, but he's he is a different, better player, considerably since then. Uh, just a just a brief tangent anecdote. I had an interview with Dwight Galt 
before the season, right, like the week leading into the first game. Mm -hmm. And I was asking a bunch of different questions about who's the fastest, who's strongest, yada, yada, yada. And But the one that I asked um, that caught my attention was who has the best hand-eye coordination on the team, right? Just pure hand-eye. Sure. And that doesn't, they don't have to be a starter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, it didn't take him a second to say Jahan Dotson. And what he, what he said was, not only is it Jahan Dotson, but the things he's doing in preseason camp this year, you would not believe. Right. right? So the buzz, the buzz for him coming out of camp was, he's, he's just, the, the circus catches aren't circus with him anymore because he's making them so routine. And you saw that last year in that Ohio State game for sure. But I think he's doing it just about every game now. I, I think he's had three performances so far this season where he, he's just right. When I do a, I do a highs lows for every game. Yes. By the end of the season, by the end of the season, best catch is going to go to Jahan Dawson. I, I would bet you in 10 games <laughs> just because he, he makes, he's good. He's, he's that good. Uh, and I, and I, I would agree with the sentiment that it's not necessarily being recognized quite as much on the national level as it needs to be. Uh, is this week a test of a team's maturity? Definitely. Definitely. No question. They, there, there are, look, like you, you want to play, you, you want to knock Get, go out of your mind, right? Like, so you don't want to take your foot off the gas, but you, you need to go out, and it is critically important for them to have a comfortable win so that they can get backups reps right. from a program development side of things. And and that's that's next year and years beyond, but that's this year as well. Right. Because if you look at the rest of the schedule, where are the cupcakes? Right. Like where where are those opportunities? James Franklin talks about, uh, and he was asked last night about how the approach to red shirts changes at all, um, or get, or getting reps for depth. I guess how that changes when your non conference schedule is what it is this season, right? You have this uh, non traditional start to the season with Wisconsin on the road, a, a contender for MAC uh, to, to win the MAC in Ball State, and then. You know, a, a traditional power in in Auburn coming into to Beaver Stadium, and he acknowledged that it, it has changed. Right, it it has shifted. There are not the chances that you would normally see at the beginning of the year to get your third and fourth string players right. who are broadly young an opportunity to play. And I don't really see that changing through the rest of the season. So. You know the way that James Franklin likes to get his subs in the game. Yep. He doesn't want to do it until the game is well out of hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, he wants exactly. it to be right. Like he does not want to have to call up the starters at the end of the third quarter yeah. because it became a game, and so that makes their performances in the first and second quarter that much more important this week. To to be vigilant, not see this early game as a cakewalk, not see an FCS opponent as something less than. Right. This is, I mean, this is a good FCS opponent no doubt. on that on that level. And so if they don't approach it with that mindset, 
they're they're going to have problems. But the the converse to that is pretty obviously Penn State's approach through three games this season has all been mature. They they have already demonstrated that they have that element uh, in their approach. Well, great to hear the passion back for you. Yeah, so it's fun. It's fun. We're back. I know. It, it, and look, it makes a look having the crowds back makes a gigantic difference. It makes a difference just walking through the parking lot. It makes a difference when you're sitting in the booth. It makes a difference just seeing the way people are reacting. The sense of quote normalcy, the passion, a lot of it. It's all coming into play. It is. It is so. The disconnect to me last year between. What I was perceiving happening, like losing doesn't make a team not interesting. Right. Uh, losing teams, losing teams can be very interesting. What made last year so hard to bridge the gap was the things that were happening internally weren't being appreciated because those fans didn't have an opportunity to see it for themselves. That's right. They didn't have an opportunity to see just how gutted that Penn State team was from a personnel standpoint. It was just, oh, it's business as usual. It, nothing at all was business as usual. And so because of that, it was just, it was a constant education or trying to educate as to just how bizarre and kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you, the circumstances were. And so to, to move past that, I'm talking to fans now who understand. They get it. And that, that makes all the difference in the world. You always make a difference for us. Thank you so much, my friend. Ah. Appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you very much. You know that. Anytime. And you too, my friend. Nate Power, Blue White Illustrated. <sighs> Refreshing. King in the next half hour. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverly Supermarket. Imports domestic microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. And not only that, start uh, getting ready for your tailgate right now. Water, soft drink snacks, wine coolers, six great flavors of slushies. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. It is all at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11, 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Roots 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the one, the only, the king. Hey, man, what's up? King. 
Hi, guys. Hey, I've been watching a new show, and it's the stupidest show I've ever seen, and can't believe the guy even does it. So, <laughs> guess it's what not it's you, called. It's, it's uh, YouTube of a high school football game? No. It's <laughs> called the Bradshaw Bunch. What a oh, stupid show. Oh, are you oh. really watching that? Well, I watched half of one and half of another and said, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, how many brain cells did you lose? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that speaks for itself. My oh, God, oh go on a diet, number one. Oh. You can't even walk. <laughs> I, I don't know why he would do a show like that. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> I have I, I have a five-letter word that will tell you why he did that show. Oh, money. Pa- but paper, baby. Lots yeah, of paper. Yeah, but does he need money that bad? <laughs> paper. No, because he's making it. He's making more money not doing highlights correctly on Fox for years and years and years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be. I, the this house is, is a, beautiful is that they live in. But the bitter, property. Bitter group. I mean, <laughs> he's paid something for it. I just can't believe he would do belittle himself like that. They make oh, him look like me. an idiot. <laughs> And maybe he is an idiot. I don't know. I don't believe he is. I think it's a lot of shtick. But he stood me I up mean, one one time for an interview. He stood you up. Yeah, I was I was a, re, a newspaper reporter in Lebanon, PA. Yeah. And he came to do an appearance at some uh, some gas station, or whatever. It was a sponsorship thing. We asked him to do an interview. They all said, "Oh no, Mr. Bradshaw's not doing interviews." Oh. Come on, man. He should have done the interview. Yeah. My gosh. I, I I just, I'm stunned that somebody of his status would stoop. It, you just watch 10 minutes of it, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking I'll about. I'll take your I, word for it. <laughs> it's really good. So, so, and Big Brother almost came to blows last night. First time ever. Guy got evicted, and he was mad at the other guy, and... And the other started calling the other guy out, and then started saying something about his nephew. And he said, "Don't say his name." And then the guy dropped his hands and clenched his fists. I was like, "This is great live TV!" And then Julie Chen starts yelling at him. So that's my week. So. No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! <laughs> so, Big Brother's just about over. So I guess I'd be mad if I got tricked out of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I probably would raise my ire a little. So, so what have you guys been up to? Good game last week, huh? Yeah, if you're just a just a fan of you want to watch a college football game, that was yeah. a fun college football game for the average fan to watch last week. They'd have loved it. <laughs> Uh, you should hear the stuff I say. I yelled at my wife, oh, my brother just peed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> you must be so excited to see him beating good teams. Oh, I think it's, I think this is great. Um, you know, I, I've done it so often that you develop that one step at a time deal, okay, so that's one. Yeah, but you know last what I mean? year sucked. I mean, last yeah, year last was year wasn't brutal. Fun. So yeah, to be able to hard. come around from last year to this year, it's yeah. just like night and day. I mean, 
You got an excited crowd, the whiteout, the whiteout. Was it? Somebody told me they have 114,000 people now. Is that true? Uh, the crowd was 109,958, so it was 42 shy of 110,000. So yeah, they I mean, didn't they expand. He said they expanded the stadium. No. I was like, I what didn't happened hear that. Was, yeah. No. Yeah. No, what they did, actually, the, the stadium a few years ago shrunk. Uh, in order to meet uh, the requirement of the American with Disabilities Act, okay. ADA, yeah. they took out they took out about 800 seats on the on the bottom three rows, and filled it in with some single seats around there with spaces for wheelchairs and so forth, okay. uh, so they could meet the Americans with Disabilities Act. So, uh, and that's what that's for example, you'll see that. For example, Northwestern is going to be redoing parts of its stadium, and part of what they're doing is to meet ADA requirements, too. But, yeah, they actually took out 800 seats in the stadium, I want to say 10 to 14 years ago, something like that. Matt, did you ever see the picture of me and Steve when they were building that stadium? No, I don't think I did. Yeah. We were, how old were we? I think I was. I think I was seven, and you were six. Yep, something like and, that. Yeah, I and don't recall we, seeing we that in the Sunbury Motor Studio. The picture about uh, four years ago. That, we reproduced it. So uh, the the picture is when you come down my stairs. It's right there on the wall. Wow, I totally missed series. that. Just to the right. It's actually. It's actually. I think it's the largest picture that's up there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we were holding pennants. And they were yeah. building Beaver Stadium. How about that? Right, I'll, yeah. I'll observe it. <laughs> I'll have to find yeah, it next time I make cool. a trip out to the SMC studio. And then the recreation of it is in here in the studio itself, uh, underneath uh, my pass for the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. It should be on a billboard. So <laughs> I thought we'd be on a billboard, but you know, it's pretty that. cool. We reproduced it, but we had to get a pennant. Because we were holding we pennants, a Penn State pennant, and my parents took the picture. And so we couldn't, the line was like curled around the student, whatever. The Penn State the, bookstore, the, yeah. Yeah, the bookstore. Book and yeah. I was like, holy God, we're never going to get it. So we got Steve, and he goes to the front of the line to talk to the lady, and she gave it to us. So. How about that? All right. Yeah, yeah. So, a few f bombs thrown our way, but we were good. So. <laughs> well, sort of, sort of until it was like when you were up there paying for it. I took had a couple pictures taken, so so yeah, yeah they they weren't that angry. All right, so <laughs> all right, let's take a break. We'll come back with our uh, predictions for the week. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, here we go. All right, so last week we actually had our exact same records. Steve was six and two, now twenty-one and six. I went five and three. I'm now eighteen and nine. King was fifteen is four and four was is now fifteen and twelve. So there you go. Over five hundred. That's right. Still sticking that way. All right. First and striking distance. Yes, we all are at this yep. point. Starting with Texas A&M at Arkansas, Steve. Uh, number one, the game is not at Arkansas. The game is at uh, Jerry World. Uh, Arkansas is trying to. Uh, they took their home game and moved it there because they recruit Texas. Uh, I like the way Arkansas is playing and running the ball. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go with Arkansas in a mild Ooh. upset. Okay. King. I also took Arkansas. Wow. Okay. Yep. I'm sticking with A&M. I, I, I do have concerns about A&M trying to stop Arkansas's run game, and that'll be the way they will win that football game if they do win. But I think I say A&M makes a play late. Good pick. There you go. All right. Next one. Big 12 matchup. WVU at OU. King. That's a tough one. I took West Virginia. Ooh, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Oklahoma. I mean, they haven't done anything that, that's just. I believe Oklahoma's one of those teams that always gets anointed a high seed, but by the end of the year, they're pretty good. But I think they got quarterback issues right now. So, Steve. Uh, a big part of me. Um is with Kev on this. I'm going to pick Oklahoma because I just think they got more. But gee whiz, uh, you look at you look at Oklahoma. They're supposed to be this dominant, dominant deal. And Spencer Rattler has not played well. But I'm going to stick with Oklahoma because I just think they got a little bit more talent. I agree. They haven't looked great, but I just for that reason, I think the talent will find a way to eke out a close game. But, yeah, OU, not not great. I'm drawing a blank, but West Virginia had a huge win last week of who they played. Was it Virginia Tech? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, they blew them out. Virginia Tech's pretty good. So. All right, next one, Big Ten opener for Rutgers and Michigan. Steve. Michigan big. Difference turnovers. King? Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of happy for Rutgers that they picked it up a little bit this year. And I heard uh, McCourty this morning on the radio, and he's a Rutgers grad. and So that's why I put this game in there. But I think Michigan is at 
absolutely good this year. They're a good team. I got Michigan. Yeah, Rutgers stinks. Michigan, big. <laughs> but they beat Syracuse. No, 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 Rutgers is better is better than that, but they're not good enough to win this game yet. I mean, they're, I mean, Greg's done a good job there. Yeah. They're better this year. <laughs> and then finally, my Notre Dame Fighting Irish at Soldier yeah. Field against the Wisconsin Badgers. King. Well, I voted against Notre Dame last week, and I was seriously wrong. Um... I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Steve? Wisconsin, they're a better team. I agree. Wisconsin not only wins this game, but wins this game outright. You've got to be kidding me. I thought this was the game that we'd all pick. Uh, I could be screwed again. Yeah, no. Wis- I, I And I am glad I will be at the Penn State game tomorrow so I can I cannot watch Brian Kelly screw this up. The, the problem that Notre Dame has is the problem that it surprises me. It's the defense and their offensive I thought, line. I but I thought no, but I thought I thought their defense going into the season was going to be very good. I agree. No, yeah, you're and right have, about that. And the, the that's the difference. What surprises me, they haven't been. I think Wisconsin will be able to run the football on them with Ches Malusi. I think that too, and I think it's going to be a uh, a rough day for Jack Cohn. I think Wisconsin's going to get after him. I think that defensive line is going to be a big problem for Notre Dame's struggling offensive line. And those linebackers. The, li- the, yeah. the Wisconsin linebackers are very good. Jack Sanborn is a heck of a player. Yeah. Andy is not a top 10 team. Barely a top 15 team. We'll find that, that out on Saturday. And that game, my pick? Yeah. <laughs> and that game, by the way, is, that game, by the way, is a soldier field. Exactly. So. Yeah. I got Notre Dame fighting Irish. Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> oh, don't get, oh, don't get him started with the offsides. Rudy's offsides, man. Ah, jeez. <laughs> Just as bad as Brian Kelly coaching yeah. in these types of games. All right, anyway. NFL time now. New Orleans at New England. King. I like the quarterback at New England. I mean, he's got a ways to go. He's got to start stretching the field a little bit. But um, New Orleans, I have no idea how good they are. They come out and they just destroy Green Bay, and then they come back next week and get their butts kicked. So I'm going to go with New England at home because they're getting ready for Tom Brady. But the quarterback is good. Mac Jones is good. I'm right there with you, Ken. You're on, you're on your A game this week. I, yeah. no, I have no idea what to think of the Saints. I'm going to go with New England's, but I do know is New England's defense is still pretty good, and I think they're going to force some more turnovers on Mr. Jameis. So I'll go with the Pats at home. Steve. Patriots. All right. That is – oh, no, that's our second clean sweep. Sorry, we all took Michigan earlier from the college picks. All right, Sunday night football, Green Bay at San Francisco. Steve. 49ers defense, which was decimated a year ago, is now back. Uh, Bosa, Fred Warner is just a fabulous linebacker. Bosa, of course, is Nick is a great player, too. 49ers. I got the Niners, too, and I guess my quote-unquote upset of the week, if that's even an upset. For Green Bay, there's still something wrong with this team. There's something still off. And I really like the way the Niners are playing right now. Fred Warner was a beast last week against the Eagles. Niners get to take a, take a win at home. Three, go 3-0. Three, no. 
King? Yeah, I think the Niners are very well coached. They're very balanced. Green Bay struggled against Detroit in the first half. That was a game. It was a good game. And then it just fell apart for Detroit. I don't know what happened at halftime, but I'm not convinced with Green Bay at all. I think there's issues with Rodgers and the rest of the team. So. Also agreed there with that. Yeah, I got San Francisco. All right, now we go to the game of the week, possible NFC Championship preview, Tampa Bay at the Rams. King. I got to ride Brady. Their defense surprises me that they're really struggling this year. So far, they're outscoring teams. But Brady, what's he got, nine touchdown passes in two games? I don't I got uh, Tampa Bay. I'm sticking with the Bucks too, in a defensive battle. Brady gets a last-minute shot and gets the dub. Tampa Bay. All right, there we go. Clean sweep with the Bucks. Next week, baby. Tom Brady goes home to New England. Man, I can't wait for that. I just uh, Tampa Bay. It'll be wild. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yes. <laughs> totally yeah, agree. Big time. <laughs> and then finally, Monday Night Football. First time we put included them in our pick'em this year. Eagles, Cowboys. Steve. Not competitive, Dallas. <laughs> he would never take them before. <laughs> God, they're playing is... the Eagles. They're not playing the Giants. <laughs> no, you don't even pick them over the Giants. Well, have you seen the Giants to. play? They made it I, fun. <laughs> How we I, put I them in they, each week. <laughs> I, but, you know, I mean, right now the Giants, as our, our high school coach would say, couldn't beat the Little Sisters of the Poor. LaMana. Gang LaMana. The Cowboys are good this year. I like them. So, I mean, the quarterback play is great. Um They've got it all. I got Dallas. But I like Philly. I like Hurts. I think he's a great he's gonna be he's gonna be a very good NFL quarterback. So God, I hope we're all wrong. But now that I heard Jordan Mylotta might not play and you got Andre Dillard back there, that's just a kiss of death right then and there to begin with. And then I also also hearing Bray Dittinger talking about Micah Parsons maybe being a spy. I think that's an astute observation, and I think that could be a problem too. Offensively, problem. So I'm going to go like with we're Dallas. We're doing a therapy session here. I know. What the heck? I know. And the only problem is, like, it's Dallas's home opener. They're going to be doing Just the Hall of Fame rings game. for Jimmy They're Johnson. Play music. Pick the game. Dallas. I'm sorry. I don't care about your problems. Because <laughs> I'm going to be vomiting before the I'm going to be vomiting before the game because they're going to be doing the Hall of Fame ring ceremony for Jimmy Johnson Take, and Drew pick Pearson. Your team. Oh. I'm going Dallas. I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, that's it. Look at this. Didn't Watch take the Eagles win. Watch it. Okay. Row the boat. Oars are in the water. Didn't take long. <laughs> Unbelievable. There you go. It's, yeah. I got to go mean, Dallas. I'm sorry. I mean, you would have been a blast on the Titanic. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to sneak in and plus ESPN plus and watch your game tomorrow night. All right. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. 
Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. 